Hi, I'm James Schillinglawn. I'm here aboard Silver Endeavor, and we're here in Antarctica. It's the very first cruise on Silver Endeavor since she got sort of retrofit a little bit. Uh, And actually, it's only a year old now, but it's brand new here for Silver Sea. I'm here with Conrad Combrink, who's the Senior Vice President of Expeditions, Destination, and Itinerary Management for Silver Sea. We've interviewed Conrad before. This is the first in person. Uh, We've done him on on, on, uh, Zoom. But we're, here we are live in Antarctica, which is actually where we always wanted to be to begin with. And you're going to hear about all of wh- how this ship changes Silver Seas Expedition uh, a product and what itineraries are in the future. And if you want to talk about itineraries, this is the guy to talk to. And we're going to find out about that and more on Insider Travel Report. Conrad, first of all, here we are. We're, we're in Antarctica. Isn't it great? Well, welcome on board and welcome back to Antarctica. I know. This is my third time. First with you guys. And, and it's it's great to be on board uh, and see this brilliant new, it really is a new ship. It had a few cruises on the under the old brand, under the Crystal brand last year, but then you've put your sort of silver magic into it and now it's here for you. So it's great. Let's talk about that ship, first of all. How does Silver Endeavor really change your expedition product? You know, um, we have been in the expedition industry now for about 15 years. This is our 16th year. And Silver Endeavor really gives us the opportunity to continue to innovate, to continue to push the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this morning you saw, as we were in Nico Harbor, the amount of ice. And with the ice class of the ship, we were able to just gently push and keep on nudging forward the maneuverability of the ship. So it really is the technical capabilities that allow us with the ship to continue to innovate and to continue to push the boundaries. And then, of course, the onboard experience mm-hmm. is, you know, it's just absolutely incredible. Um, we, 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 we kind of internally joke that the ship looks very rugged, you know, when you look at her she's a beautiful ship from the outside but she looks ready for business and then you kind of come on board you go wow i mean this is an absolutely luxurious ship and absolutely food the accommodations you see here we are we're in the library you know uh it's 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 a different thing And, and again there's a lot of things about this ship like there's a lot of deck space for example where you can go out and see we're right now we're excuse me i think we're gonna leave we're gonna see it's actually a great a great looking site right here um you know they're really right outside you're seeing the mountains and the glaciers of antarctica and you there's a lot of places to see that right the reality is that for a ship this size you know this ship is 21,000 tons mm-hmm. and only carries 200 guests right. the amount of space to guest ratio is incredible i mean there's nothing like that out in the industry and a lot of it is on the decks right. you know if you just think about the bow the amount of space on the bow where there's the jacuzzi the opportunity for guests to sit in the jacuzzi and go through the ice like many people did this morning as we left nico um the promenade decks with the heated ceilings the deck space in the aft deck 10 just just so much space for guests to view the wildlife, to be outside while we cruise through the ice. It really is a, it's a significant game changer for us. Now, how many expedition ships does this give you? And I include the Galapagos as well. So right now we have five expedition ships. So, um, of course, we started with Silver Explorer many years ago. Um, we have added Silver Cloud um, about five years ago to the fleet. We this year added Silver Wind to the international fleet. Last year, we launched Silver Origin in the Galapagos, and of course, this year, Silver Endeavor. So we are now five 
expedition ships operating as of today. That's great. Now, and let's go back to this ship a bit because there's some other features of it. You're, you talked about, you gave a talk earlier in this cruise about um, you're going to have a lot of Zodiacs, a lot more Zodiacs on this ship uh, to the point where um, you're hoping you can take the whole uh, guest complement out on the ice. Uh, it's only 200. Yeah. And you can do it all with all the zodiacs that you'll have, for example. Yeah, one of one of our aims with this vessel is to increase our zodiac capabilities. Um, right now, we carry 18 zodiacs. Um, we bought the ship with 18. We will increase that um, shortly to 22 zodiacs mm. um, with our very large expedition team right. together with the zodiacs together with the kayaks it is our mission to get everybody off at the same time now of course in places like antarctica you can only have 100 guests ashore at a time so it is our intention to have 100 guests ashore 100 uh, guests on zodiacs mm -hmm. or kayaking and right. and just to extend the experience for the guests no that's great so you don't you hopefully hopefully you, know, you don't want them on the ship you want to get them out out in the antarctic that's okay. a good idea and the reality is, I mean, this morning we, we, we're working through, we've, this is our second landing with the ship this morning, and, you know, it took us 25 minutes to get the entire ship off. And no, rightly so, we only have 100 guests on board at the moment, but it just took 25 minutes and everybody was shoreside. Yeah, no, and we were off busy in our hikes and all kinds of things. Now, um, you made a conscious decision, because this ship originally is uh, under crystal, it was going to have helicopters, I don't know if a submarine or not. Um, you decided not to have helicopters and not to have that, right? We made a decision that for Silver Sea, helicopters and submarines is not something that we would like to add to our product. I respect any other company to, uh, to their opinion and uh, to offer products for what they feel right for them. Um, we just don't uh, feel that, that it's a product that we want to offer and we believe in very traditional experiences, hence the idea that we increase our Zodiacs, we increase our expedition staff, um, and it's just a decision that we've made. Yeah, we had an interview with Barbara Muckerman, your chief commercial officer earlier. I think the helicopter hangars are going to become new luxury suites eventually, is what she tells me. So we're going to take a look at that later. Now, the other big thing about that is it's not like you don't totally have no submarines you have remote submersibles right well we have one rov it's a remote operated vehicle in fact uh, just across from the library we have got our expedition area which we refer to as the study and that's where the expedition staff are always available and we've got all sorts of exploration equipment there maps uh, chart tables and mm -hmm. you know so we run workshops you know anything from knot tying to chart reading with our um, breach officers we've got microscopes there and then also in there we've got a control center from where uh, we can operate a remote operated vehicle and this vehicle can go down it is tethered it's uh, attached to the ship um, we can go 600 meters away from the ship 300 meters deep and we will be uh, testing that in the next few days and you know we have seen the images are very high definition and we can broadcast those images to all the suites to and basically all the televisions and screens on board the ship I experience Antarctica without ever leaving my room right that would be pretty sad <laughs> No, I don't want to do that, but you, know, but you can. There are times when I want to see the lecture uh, exactly. in my room. That's the other thing that we have on the ship is uh, that few people realize is we've got a television broadcast studio. Um, so we will be using the studio to continue to enhance the educational 
element so you know every single day the expedition staff will do a video blog and they will talk about their experiences that they have had ashore so in addition to the recaps and the briefings that we offer we will also record that and guests can watch that in their room um, we will have the expedition leader give a morning briefing so you know we have a full TV studio you know with a green wall and everything so it's pretty impressive that is pretty cool I gotta tell you I'd have to do that maybe we should have done the broadcast from there now um, one of the things that this ship really does is it changes what you can do with itineraries and you, you spoke uh, quite a while at the briefing earlier this week about what it does and change tell us a little bit about the what the first of all how does this ship change what you can do here in antarctica yeah. You know, I, I think the ship really shines in areas like the Arctic. Um, I mean, we've made the decision that this ship will only operate in the polar region. Right. So, in fact, for us, this means that with our ice capabilities, we ex we can extend our Antarctica season. And uh, we can therefore also go to areas that, you know, with silver cloud, silver wind, um, silver explorer. Although these ships are ice strengthened and are wonderful, wonderful ships, right. you know, um, but this ship allows us to come a little bit earlier, maybe go a little bit further south, you know, earlier you on. Go into the Weddell and places like that, which is everybody wants to go to Weddell. You know, I think there is uh, definitely an opportunity for us to go into the Weddell. And again, of course, you know, it is always safety related. Mm -hmm. um, and if the weather and the wind and the ice conditions allow, um, we have definitely been following ships that have PC6 ice glass. By no means is this the first PC6 ice glass ship um, that has been launched. You know, many new expedition ships are coming out with that. And we have seen that, you know, these ships with PC6 uh, capabilities are able to really deliver a different experience. So here in Antarctica, you're absolutely right, the Weddell Sea, um, down south, Crystal Sound, Marguerite Bay. But it really is in the Arctic where I am super excited. You know, yeah, you we were talking about that and you started showing itineraries up in Hudson Bay, uh, go down over into Greenland, Iceland, all of that area, uh, play, amazing places. Uh, most of the names I can't pronounce, but that's another story. Uh, I, I've always thought about that. It looks amazing up there. Yeah, you know, 100%. So, you know, we will be able to go in Hudson Bay, uh, Hudson Strait. And, you know, we've been able to do that previously with Silver Cloud, Silver Explorer. But now we will be able to do it a little bit earlier on in the season um, because of her ice glass, because of her storage, because of her range of her fuel tanks. We are able to go far up in the high Arctic and we can stay out longer, which means that we can do turnarounds in Pond Inlet. So we'll be flying our guests to Pond Inlet. We do the turnaround there um, and then we continue further on. We'll be exploring around Ellesmere Island, all the way up in Smith Sounds between Canada and Greenland. So again, it's just a combination of the ice glass, the uh, range capabilities of the ship, that makes for a completely different opportunity for us. Um, and again, you know, we still have Silver Cloud and Silver Wind mm -hmm. that operate wonderful uh, Arctic itineraries, but this ship just gives us that little bit of a little bit of an extra push. Yeah, so down here in Antarctica, what do Silver Wind uh, and Silver Cloud do that the, the, compared to what this ship does. Yeah. So we have made the decision that this ship will operate our fly cruise program. So this yeah, ship, we're going to talk about fly yeah, cruise. Exactly. So for Silver Cloud and Silver Wind, they do their traditional, um, the 10 night, they go to Falkland, South Georgia, and they come down to the peninsula. So, you know, what most of the other vessels do. Um, this ship is going to, for us, as I said, focus on the fly cruise. And then also we have what we call the deep south exploration. Mm -hmm. So she is dedicated 
dedicated to a 20, basically a three-week deep south exploration, so where we go as far south as hopefully Peter Island. Do you see the ship doing like a northwest passage at all? You know, the silver, the, it's an interesting question. Um, silver wind recently just at the northwest passage and... Um, the reality is that we actually had to go look for ice. Ah, I know. <laughs> what do we talk about glo- global climate, climate change, unfortunately. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I think, um, I think I am open to any idea of the ship. There's some wonderful opportunities with the ship that probably I shouldn't be talking about, but um, there's some very, very innovative opportunities that we can do with this ship um, that uh, hopefully will come up in the future. Now, one of the things you just mentioned, the, the fly cruise, or otherwise you also call it the air bridge. Yes. Uh, this is where you bypass the famous or infamous, depending on how you view it, the Drake Passage. Uh, this is, well, we just finished my fifth Drake Passage, only one of which, and this ship really did it well, I got to tell you. Uh, it, was, it was a little rough out there, but it really got through uh, with flying colors for most of us who were, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good on, on these things, but uh, most nobody complained. And then what you've done, done, though, is with this air bridge is you have the possibility of flying from uh, Chile um, down to, yeah. uh, uh, is it King George Island, King right? George yeah. Island. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that and what that, uh, how, what that capability yeah. is. Yeah. First of all, as you've noticed, the ship did the Drake Passage, incredible. I mean, yeah. you know, this ship has a speed of 20 knots. Um, you know, we crossed the Drake Passage in a day um, with four and a half meter swell, you know, so that was, that was quite significant. Um, so we, we operate the fly cruise program. Uh, again, it's not a new product. It's mm-hmm. brand new for Silver Sea. We're the first luxury operator to do it. So our guests fly from Santiago to Punta Arenas, where we put them in a hotel. And then from there, we use business class flights. And we're the only operator to do business class flights. You experienced uh, those aircraft the other day. And we fly from Punta Arenas to King George. And we do the turnaround in King George. So ultimately, the guests have six nights on board the ship. They fly from Punta Arenas to King George. They come on board. We have six nights exploration, sometimes nine nights for the longer voyages. And then they end their voyage again in King George and fly back to Punta Arenas. You know, when we designed that product, it wasn't so much with the intention to skip the Drake Passage because it is a rough piece of water. It was designed really for the guests that have limited time. Yeah, and that's true. You cut off essentially, well, th- for this ship, this is pretty speedy. And I think we got across the Drake in about a day and a half, day and three quarters. And we were on the ice um, hanging out with the penguins yesterday in less than two days. But it is a big thing. If you went, if you did the air bridge both ways, you almost essentially eliminate four days of itinerary. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's four days less. Um, so you have six full days of exploration here in Antarctica. Which you need more of, absolutely. And plus, you get to fly in a, in a plane that is colored like a penguin. So. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, it's, 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 I mean, I just love these planes, you know, they are specifically designed for short takeoff and uh, landing, and King George is a gravel runway, so these planes are enforced um, to do that, um, and it's, it's a wonderful experience, you know, I have, I have had the wonderful opportunity to come to Antarctica, this is my 79th trip, mm-hmm. um, so which means that I've done 140 plus Drake passages. Yeah. How many of them were bad? Yeah, enough for me enough, to enough. Okay, right. enough for me to really enjoy the fly cruise. Right, it, it is it is an incredible experience, you know, to get on a plane in Punta Arenas and one hour forty five minutes later be in Antarctica. It's 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 an incredible experience. On the other hand, there are those purists who say if you're going to come down here, you better experience the Drake at least one one way, right? 
And you know what? I agree, and therefore we still have Silver Cloud and Silver Wind doing exactly that. Okay, now it is true. And I, I, it, yeah. it, they, they say it can be the Drake Lake or, or not, and now there's all these cool weather apps, like uh, Windy, I think, is one everybody looks at, where I've been on Antarctica cruises where they said, you know, we're not going to go right now. We're going to wait 12 hours, and you, you kind of avoid the worst of it. But even, even with our cruise, we could see this weather system coming in, and we either beat it out or we didn't, yeah. and we did kind of beat it out exactly you know and at the end of the day that's a decision that the captain makes on board you know we've got all the technology these days to make mm-hmm. those decisions and to make informed decisions so and you know we are very very clear about this that our captains are under zero commercial pressure to to do something so it is 100 their choice whether or not they depart from port williams into the drake passage and they make a very they they make a very thorough assessment of the weather in our case what happened um, as you know there was a, a system and then there was a second system right on the heels and it was far worse and he made the assessment that the ship is very capable safe and fast and we crossed and in fact at the end of it we actually slowed down a little bit because we were going and we oh, crossed yeah, it it was perfectly smooth by the end it was only a few yeah. times when it was a little bit rough but it really was it looked a lot rougher out there than you felt on the ship yeah absolutely so you know we we make the decision and you know most i i, I think there's not a single operator in antarctica that doesn't take it very serious i think that every single company you know it's not unique to silver sea um it's it's a very responsible operation and um you know nobody in this industry um take the safety in antarctica lightly or, or the comfort of guests too the comfort of guests. now you've been doing this for quite some time now um the last 15 years we've seen this sort of growth in expedition cruising and i would argue even in the last during the COVID period the last three years we've seen so much new product coming into the market um better product much more upscale obviously yeah. this is a great example yeah. of that can you talk a little bit about what's been behind this why is this segment of the market really kind of exploding and i i say exploding in a kind of a euphemism because you know the entire expedition fleet could fit into one royal caribbean uh well let's go for icon of the seas because that's come on the one coming up a year from now but you know we're talking maybe the entire fleets of all these could be in a few in a couple of giant ships but they there has been a lot of product coming into it what's behind all this you know i think um i think a few things um you're absolutely right when you say that you know we see a big growth in in the expedition market in terms of the amount of ships but one cannot deny the fact that like you just said even with all the growth with all the new ships that have come online you're probably only talking about 5,000 berths that that has come online over the last few years so it is a is a good royal caribbean mega ship exactly uh, one of one of their their races class or above right so so the industry is playing a bit catch up the expedition industry and also as these new ships came online a lot of the older ships have disappeared you know when i started um there were maybe one or two more cruise-like uh, expedition ships. The World Discoverer was one, the Real Red Ship, the Explorer. You remember those? But it was mainly, um, you know, converted Russian scientific vessels that operated small little ships. Those have disappeared and they've been now replaced. So it's a bit of both, you know, some new tonnage that has come on. So a little bit of growth, but also a lot of replacement. Um, I think that in terms of the comfort, in terms of the luxury element, I would like to say that we can take a bit of credit for that because, you know, 15 years ago when we launched Silver Sea Expeditions, 
there was no luxury product mm. in the industry. And in fact, I remember clearly many people, many, many agents, many competitors in the industry were laughing at us and say, what has luxury got to do with expedition? And the reality is that for many years, the luxury traveler has wanted to travel on expedition right. and they had to sacrifice on their well, it was on the bucket list but they did they wanted their comforts as well right and and so so they they used the comforts on the normal holiday so when they go on the expeditions or used to go on expeditions they would have to sacrifice so when we came into the market we said well we no longer have to sacrifice and it it caught on very very quickly and rightly so you know it's a it, it's it is a, an incredible product and why why ha why do you have to put bunk beds and toilets down the hall and you know boiled potatoes and pork for seven days you know so the i believe the industry has just uh, over the last few years played a bit of catch-up there are some wonderful wonderful products out there these days you know silver sea obviously I, I i like to believe we led the the revolution we've got incredible you know we we, we do luxury really well right. but we also consider ourselves um we don't consider ourselves a luxury cruise line offering expedition yeah. we consider ourselves an expedition company doing it on a luxury platform and for me that's a little bit of a difference you know so we really place a huge emphasis on the expedition and then you've got this wonderful ship that support the expedition so for us you know i always used to, uh, the example that we don't plan our activities around the meal times we plan our meal times around the activities as and you should because you know right now we're kind of waiting to find out when we're going to land next that could affect our our talk this evening our 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 time for dinner, everything else. And, uh, you know, every day is different and every day you're going to get something new. You, you, you can look at the, uh, the the planner that you get in the morning on the on your iPad, but that may not be what happens. But but absolutely, you know, and that, that is the beauty of expedition. Um, and, you know, that's, that's the beauty of the destinations that we're in. And ultimately, the destination needs to take center stage. And that's that for me is always what expedition travel has been about. Absolutely. Now, I know a lot of tra my travel advisors out there are, are eager to hear uh, where, where they can go to find out about all these wonderful itineraries you're going to have um, both for the rest of this season in Antarctica, but as we were talking about in the Arctic too, because I mean, I, I just was watching your maps and uh, I, I, I can't take down all these names that were all around the Hudson Bay, but tell us where can they go on, the, on your website uh, to find out more about these Arctic expeditions as well. Absolutely. So we are super happy to say that we just launched the 2024-2025 Silver Endeavor Collection, which means that all 11 ships are now on sale all the way through to March 2025. Right. On the website, go under Silver Endeavor and you will see all the voyages or just select by region, you know, British Isles, Arctic or Antarctica, and you'll uh, be able to filter through. And, and if you specifically want to see the ship, just use the filter and select Silver Endeavor and you'll be able to see. And I would love for you to join me on that uh, round trip on the inlet itinerary next year, August. I think I, it's going to be- I would love to do that. I would yeah. love to. It's, it, that's, I've, I've down on Antarctica a few times now, uh, now on this ship. Uh, I would love to do the Arctic itinerary. Absolutely, you got it. You got a we date got there. We're going. Uh, Conrad, again, thank you for taking the time. Great to be on this wonderful new ship for you. Uh, congratulations you. on getting it. Uh, it really is going to be uh, changed so much for your itineraries, for your product. And again, great to see you. James, as always, so good to have you with us. And uh, thank you for being with us. And enjoy your afternoon out and get out on the deck. We're in the Herrera Channel now. I know. We're just we're watching this and all these mountains are going by. And it's like, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I'm James Schillinglaw, and this is Insider Travel Report.